when your Japanese is not that good, I'll be like, Boku no namaiwa, and they'll be like, Nihongo josusne, or something like that. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to the Kodakara Podcast. This week, we talked to Nick, who is a professional comedian in Japan. He actually trained in a professional comedian school, which is where he got extremely fluent in Japanese. But we talk about his experience working in the comedy industry in Japan, his experience learning other languages, and other projects that he's working on today. But you know what is not a joke? That's absolutely destroying and shocking the like button and following us both on Twitter. Hope you guys enjoy the podcast. All right, so Nick, can you give us a quick background of who you are and where you're at today? Sure. Yeah, I'm American. I'm from Oakland and I came to Japan in, I think, 2007 or 8. Uh, I went to university here for a little while and then I joined the comedy school. I wasn't really interested in Japanese comedy, but uh, I needed a visa. So I went to comedy school and I got lucky and I do manzai and my manzai partner at, and I got on this kind of big contest. Um, we got to the finals of the contest and then got a bunch of TV jobs and I've just been doing this ever since. So it's been about 11 years doing it professionally. The, the manzai school is, is actually where you got like super good at Japanese, right? Yep. Because, you know, there's no other foreigners there. You're listening to Japanese every day. Everybody speaks really well. Like, you know, people, um, comedians speak usually better than, you know, normal right. people. Like, they're pretty animated and dynamic and stuff like that. So yeah. that's kind of like a unique um, situation. Like, because, like, so far, everybody we've interviewed usually have, like, a very set path. I guess, like, in, in your case, like, what, what do you feel like was the thing about that school that made you improve a lot? Was it just, like, being in an environment without other people? Or is it, like, because you're constantly analyzing the speech how you're saying stuff like that yeah like, well like one, one thing. thing is you're copying people you know like you want to sound like everybody else so there's that right. and then the other thing is like there's senpai you know like the senpai kohai thing in you know japan yeah. so you're basically that's basically just immersion of co comedy do you know what i mean like right you know you know how matt versus japan talks about like adopting a parent and stuff like that you basically yeah. are just with this famous guy every single day and he's making jokes in front of you and you're like okay i'm gonna make jokes like that and then the other thing is when you're practicing manza you know which is like three to four minutes you, you usually make one joke a month you're repeating a script a daihon that's just over and over again until it starts coming out naturally so like the words written down end up not being what you're saying like it ends up being an actual conversation but it's just repetition over and over and over again. And I'm still doing that. And that's still, I think the best way to learn Japanese. Wait, so well, like repeating and then emulating like what other people are saying, you think? Say you have like a script for your, yeah. you know, what you write. First it's written in kanji. So you're reading kanji, right? And then right. you're saying it. And even now, I mean, I'm much faster at being able to, you know, perform manza than I used to be, but it used to take like a month for me to remember a three minute script. So you're reading, you're just saying stuff over and over again and there's a Japanese guy right next to you. So you're also, you know, sounding like he wants you to sound. It's very strange because the way a script works is you're horrible at it. Then you sound exactly like the script. And then the final stages, this doesn't sound like a script anymore. I mean, stand-up right, comedians do this too, right? Natural. You know? So I guess like in that, like that method can get you like really good speaking wise, but what do you think about comprehension? Cause especially like Manzai, that's like one of the hardest forms of, of media. I've always said this to people and it's kind of funny, like I've seen 10,000 jokes, right? Cause I've been on over a thousand shows and it's not just us on, it's like 30 people on each show. So just imagine that compounding. Even now they're jokes that I don't understand, but you know, I always pretended to laugh. <laughs> right. Not because, you know, I felt bad for them, but I wanted people to think that I understood what they were talking about, you know? The comprehension, 
I don't know if jokes are the best way to learn comprehension. I think TV is a little bit easier. Comprehension took a long time for sure. Yeah, it's funny you say the thing about the laughing because I, I I feel like that's really true. It's like even if you understand, if everyone's laughing, you're you're kind of like pressured to laugh. Exactly. And that's what I thought when I saw、uh, Will Smith、uh, laughing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he yeah, made that、yeah. joke. But then people were saying, "Oh, it's because his wife got angry." But I was just, I what I was thinking was like he just laughed because in the moment everyone's laughing. The thing was like. One one thing, just to kind of change the subject about Will Smith, is if you guys seen Japanese people's takes on on this thing with Will Smith?、Uh, I don't think I don't think I have. It's really interesting because in Japan, you know, victimizing someone for the sake of laughter, like basically the Manzai duo or whatever the comedians, they're like the martyrs for the entire country, basically. So this guy's. <laughs> You know, designated to be made fun of. So, say so there's a really famous kombi called、uh, Sambyoshi. It's a tall guy and a fat guy. And when the tall guy's making fun of the fat guy, it's a way for you know, like fat people in the audience to laugh but not feel like they were victimized <laughs> at the same time. You know, this thing with Will Smith because the Japanese people think what Chris Rock said to his wife is like the worst joke they've ever heard. They're like, "This、right. is so horrible. I would have punched him." In the, like they're totally mostly on Will Smith's、huh. side. And I've gotten a lot of comments because I made a video about like this is why America starts war. Or like, this is why Americans are so unhappy. Like, it's really interesting how sensitive they are. And I hate to go back to this, but you, do you guys know who Ruth Benedict is?、Uh, no, no, I don't. She、yeah. studied Japanese people and American like the differences between their behavior patterns during World War II because she wanted they wanted to figure out like what's the difference. And basically, her. Thesis was that the West is guilt culture and Japan is shame culture. And guilt culture, people act according to what they think God thinks about them. And shame culture has to do with what other people think about them. So that's totally Japan, right?、Mm. So if you make fun of, like, if you're made fun of in Japan, it's like so much worse than being made fun of in America. And that's why it's like there's like a bulletproof, like you know. Wall between the manzai, two manzai people in the audience, as opposed to stand-up comedy where it's like, you know. Talking to the audience, so it's really important to be safe with laughter here. And I don't. I think actually my manzai is one one reason why we're kind of stuck is because I have that American humor, like you know, built into me. And I think it can be kind of offensive sometimes to people, but like sort of like dark humor, kind of yeah, yeah, of sort of dark humor. They don't like that here. They really dislike that. There's like a a, a、uh, saying in the Japanese comedy comedy industry. It's kodomo kara ji chan ba chan made. Warasero, and it means like you know, make little kids to the elderly laugh. And from my perspective, or from a lot of people in America's perspective, they'd be like, "That's totally boring. Why try to make everybody laugh?" You know what I mean? Like it's more like segmented. But in Japan, it's also a total like business in Japan. But is it because because it's like more scripted and planned out? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, think about this. Like,、uh, if you're a foreigner in Japan, you have two options. You can be like the genius foreigner who all the Japanese people will like listen to whatever you say, or you can be the dumb clown. You know, I mean, you get、yeah. those two roles. It's one or the other. Or if you're like a woman, you're either fat, you're ugly, or you're 40 years old and you're not married yet. That's like their three characters that they have.、Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. So、right. everything's characterized. Like Muramoto-san, he's from this really famous kombi called Umman Nashar. He was telling me that comedians here are basically like、um, mascots dressed up like at Disneyland. You know, when you see a guy in like a a Mickey Mouse yeah, yeah. costume or something like that. Like it should be immediately like. You shouldn't even have to think about why they're funny. They should be funny, like just how you look at them. They always have their like get up. Yes, yes, yes. And I think a lot of the time, actually, their jokes don't even make sense. I, I think even like Japanese people don't get them. But you know, it's like an earworm thing. Like it just sounds good. Right. Right. Catchphrase almost.、Yeah. Do you feel like practicing 
manzai and writing jokes there translates to actually being funny, like hanging out with Japanese people. Like, do people、yes. expect you to be funny as well?、Uh, yeah, I mean, which is kind of annoying, but also, like,、um, now that I'm saying this in front of you guys, I'll probably suck at speaking Japanese later, but I feel like I'm much better speaking Japanese than I'm speaking in English, for sure. I'm not saying my Japanese sounds like a Japanese person, but I'm like, I'm can engage people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like kind of a. Hypnotic thing. Oh man. So, so that means like on the daily, you're just out here shocking every Japanese person you come in contact with. Shock and laugh. Make, not only shock, them, <laughs> shock but make them laugh.、Yeah. I, I always say this, man. Laughter is like getting laughs is like heroin. Like once you do it, you can never stop because it just feels so good. And it, and it、yeah. sucks because every comedian. Bombs sometimes, you know what I mean. But I find myself with like a group of like five people, and I'm always trying to make people laugh. Like that's my my you know whiskey addiction.、Up. Yeah, it's my addiction. Whiskey yeah, yeah, addiction. Yeah. That's why I haven't quit, man. It's why I haven't quit. You know, for you know, eleven years. I've been doing it for twelve years, but yeah. You, you you're actually like pursuing a lot of other stuff, right? Like I saw you. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah.、Uh, bands for fun, actually, kind of for fun. I mean, I wish I could do something more with it, but that, that's for fun. Then I, you know, I do YouTube stuff. I'm on like a pretty big YouTube channel on my own YouTube channel, and then I do this streaming service.、Uh, it's like an education streaming service, which is really big in Japan. So、uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I got my、um, masters at Sophia,、um, and I actually it was kind of all about manzai. I think Matt vs Japan posted the paper somewhere, but、uh, right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I do a lot of education stuff. I saw in your your Twitter bio you, you have like、um, this website talking about Chad's. Chad's. Yeah, yeah. That's like a total a total <laughs> troll name. So I'm, dude. This is like the hardest thing. I know you guys are you know about immersion and you about stuff like everything in Japan has to be a science. Like there has to be a science of how to learn English. And ninety nine percent of videos are. About English in Japanese, or、yeah. like they have some notebook and they're like writing in like one blue pen, like one word, one gr- green pen, another word. You know what I mean? Like it's like、yeah. it,、right. it's a total joke. It's like, dudes, just don't watch any Japanese stuff. Just watch English stuff. Also, then there's the cultural aspects, and I got you know the comedy industry in Japan is like second to the yakuza Japanese cultural wise, and I don't、oh, yeah. think I'm being bold saying that. Like I've think I've heard before, like they're almost the same, like with the. Jogei Kankis. So I learned how to interact with Japanese people. You know, my Japanese might not be the best, but I do know how to like work Jogei Kankis. I know about stuff with Kankis. I know about stuff with Senpai. So the culture of the you know states is different as well. So I'm trying to teach that, and I'm trying to get them to stop like you know verb plus adverb plus. It's like no, dude,、right. you're never gonna learn Japanese、uh, English like that. You know. So basically, you're telling them stop using these dumb videos. And be a Chad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Just do it. Just well, it, it stands for communicating higher aesthetic dynamics in speech. Because I thought of communicating, and I was like Chads. I was like, I, you、I'm、definitely like, thought of Chads first. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Let me try to think of all the words that will work with. <laughs> and that's the first thing I thought I saw. And I like saw all the the breakdown of the words. I'm like, I didn't remember any of that. I'm like, I know for sure Nick just did Chads first. There's no no chance, no chance he came up with this whole complicated thing. He's like, this is a Kodakara podcast exclusive, guys. Nobody else should know about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely came up with that. You weren't interested in, in like any of the other Asian languages because usually people after Japanese they might be like interested in Chinese or Korean. Similar. I'm part Chinese, believe it or not.、Um, oh, really? Yeah, on my dad's side, and I、so、did try native, to learn. Technically native. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm like one eighth. I'm, I'm like one eighth, though. Yeah, yeah. But I did try to learn Chinese, and I was like, "This is way too hard. Goodbye." <laughs> Shut the door like straight away. Yeah, Chinese was extremely difficult. I mean, Japanese is difficult too, I guess. The the it, for everybody studying Japanese now, the one thing I could say is I don't know what you know people do now, but the biggest waste of time was studying kanji for me. I mean, like writing it. I mean. I should have just been. Wait, what was your approach for studying kanji? Well, I mean, I was at test. school, so like there, you know, there's kanji tests where you have to learn how to write the kanji. It's a total waste of time. You never write kanji ever, you know, right, except right. at like the doctors. But then you can just write that in hiragana. Why what, not? What about when you're writing it? jokes? I feel like they use it. Th- uh, but it's type, I'm typing it. Oh, you're typing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all being typed. So you know, and I'm my comprehension is high enough to where I know if the kanji is right or wrong, you know. And then there's all these other things about kanji that are like some kanji look like. Katakana words, and you can just guess what it will sound like just from that. Or, you know, some kanji will have like the water kanji in it, and then you, it will sound like, you know. Right. So you didn't really need to study it. You just like intuitively get it, you know, from seeing it all over the place all the time. So you never use like anything like Anki? I use it for Spanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, Spanish is basically, you know, our alphabet a little bit tweaked. So. Right. But do you feel like that's because you've learned more about the tool? Like the tools are now more available? Or. Dude, feel like it's so much easier to learn a language. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Back then, dude, there was like no, I mean, there was like a hundred YouTube videos when I was in university. Now, dude, it's, you, you don't need to go to school. You, dude, everything. And yeah. I, I'm the type of guy that's like all paper. I like paper, but not anymore, dude. Now they have Anki, Duolingo, Netflix, YouTube, Language Reactor, you know? Well, I guess back then you probably shocked more Japanese people right, than now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I get a lot now. I'm not trying to brag about myself, but everybody's like, yeah. Nick, you were like super like a Japanese person, like the way I, I express myself, I guess. Do you have any like stories of shocking Japanese people? Um, <laughs> I feel like the better you get, the less shocking because you, you, they're just yeah. like, oh, you've lived well, here a long time. They're nicer to you when you're, you know, yeah. when your Japanese is not that good. I'll be like, Boku no namai wa, and they'll be like, <laughs> Nihongo josusne, or something like that. And I'll be like, yeah. Yeah, there should be like a manzai joke about Nihongo Jozu. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, dude. I, yeah. Like, you know, I can tweet stuff like that and they, to- they totally get it, dude. It's really funny. I was actually just thinking about it yesterday because I'll be like, uh, what's what's a good katakana word that like table table or something like i'll say like table and they'll be like Hatsun like you know like, <laughs> oh, and right. i'll be like well what you're really saying is that my katakana pronunciation yeah. sucks you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, i guess you have to be a little delicate with it because if you just call them all out on nihongo jozu you're like attacking the entire japanese population right so yeah that's that's dangerous with manzai right yeah yeah and and we do do that that we do do that in our manzai but it's amazing how sensitive Japan is. I'm actually going to do a video about it and I don't want to like, you know, make them feel bad about it or anything like that. But um, Japan is like one of the most peaceful, safest places like in the world. I actually talk about this quite a lot. Like say you're an American, you're like walking down the street or something. Actually, I we did a TV show in Georgia one. This is like years ago. And my, you know, Manzai partner was wearing a suit and, it, you know, he'd walk down the street and somebody would be like, nice suit. You know what I mean? And be like, whoa, people just talk to you here. But in Japan, if you were like walking down the street and somebody was like, sticking a suit to this you'd be like, this person is completely out of their mind, like a crazy, you know what I mean? <laughs> or in America, like you could just walk down the street and be like, good afternoon. Somebody would like say, what's up? 
and in Japan, if you're like, Konnichiwa, you are like a murderer. Like, you're gonna, like, you know, kidnap somebody's child or something. Yeah. Yeah. But then you have, like, um, like foreigners who come to Japan and then they get, like, targeted by a camera crew asking, like, why they came to Japan. Yeah, I do the you are not a shinny boy. Yeah. 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 Dude, it's so funny because half of those are just fake. Yeah. yeah oh, dude. mind it's, blown, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's tons of people oh, that I've seen in, like, uh, what are they called? Um, talent, like, foreign talent agencies. Right. Oh, they asked me to do casting for shows like that sometimes. Uh-huh. Um, just because I guess I've been doing this for so long. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we just heard a story where um, it seemed like they're really desperate for, for foreigners right now because there's nobody yeah. at the airport. <laughs> yeah, dude. So they're like going out into the Inaka looking for foreigners. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> why are well, you here? I always explain this to people. American patriotism is in your face and extremely like clear and Japanese patriotism is like super uh, like passive aggressive so instead of being like Japan is the best they like to hear like foreigners or other people talk about Japan right. in like a good way that's and that's yeah. how they express like aikokushin or like patriotism it's really funny like I can't say his name because I don't want to get him in trouble but uh, you guys will probably know who I'm talking about he's one of the most famous uh, American comedians in Japan he was on a TV show and he totally you know says whatever he thinks and the tv mc guy was like how did it feel coming to japan and first experiencing the four seasons and he was like what are you talking about i experienced the four seasons in america all the time and like everybody was like totally shocked that he said that and <laughs> they got mad at him behind him. <laughs> one way to shock japanese people. i know yeah yeah like tv here dude tv you are told what to say have you ever been on tv then and gone off script uh yeah 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 i have and uh the problem is so i i don't really go on tv now i was going on tv a lot from like 2000 probably 10 to 2013 i wouldn't mind going on now but i just get don't get called anymore i'll probably get called again at some point they need the foreigners man they're desperate. they need the foreigners i know yeah well my you japanese the, is much the better now. foreigner on the quiz shows. true yeah well, dude, I actually turned down all these jobs for years because I felt like I got used those first couple years. Um, and I'm in Sun Music, which is a really big company, and I've told the managers, and we've kind of worked out a, you know, a deal to for me to stop turning stuff down. But the problem is, like, so I have an aunt who lives next, kind of near George Lucas. You know, they'll, they'll, somehow it w- would have gotten into that conversation. And they'll write that on the script, like talk about Nick's aunt living next to George Lucas or something like that, right? Then on the TV show, the MC will be like, so Nick, your your aunt is best friends with George Lucas. How, you know, like they'll just totally like, right. oh, everything has to be exaggerated, you know? And then so you end up becoming through. a liar, you know? And you can't be like in the middle of the show. No, actually, you know what I mean? Like that <laughs> right. would just like ruin the, so. so. So I guess it's confirmed your aunt is best friends with George Lucas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Japan makes my aunt is best friends with George Lucas. She's met him like once or twice, yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay. That's good to know. That's good to know. I'm sure that's probably why you stopped turning those down. Because if we go into your whole lore of your TV, of TV Nick, it's probably going to be too much for any podcast, yeah. any TV show. Dude, I mean, the, the Korakara podcast, like I could see it, like handling it, but I don't know if the Korakara listeners are ready yet. You know, so yeah, we'll yeah, for the for TV, the back, the yeah. the secret TV stories. Yeah. Do you feel like there's like any shift away from like TV and these like? official companies now that there's like youtube and stuff like, oh yeah, yeah there's for, for you to like step away from that totally that's why i'm not doing it man I, like i go on these you know i get guest spots on you huge youtube channels all the time and i can be myself i don't have to like pretend that i'm somebody else uh i can talk about what i want to talk about to a certain extent the problem is a lot of uh tv companies think that they can do what they're doing on tv on youtube and you can't 
there's a really famous guy named Nishino. He's in this uh, combi called uh, King Kong. He wrote a book. You guys should, anybody studying Japanese who's like pretty good should read it. It's called Kakume no Fanfare. And he talks about how with the birth of like Twitter, YouTube, the internet, you can't lie anymore like you used to lie on TV. Like, you know, TV's all fake. All, all of it. They,、right. they got in trouble so many times for making fake stuff. I'll tell you about that in a second. But he basically said with the internet, now that you can be, you know, people can like look stuff up on Twitter, you can't lie. Like, you know, in the TV shows where it's like they'll eat something like, oh my. And it will just probably、yeah. not be, even be that good. <laughs> yeah, He's like,、true. well, now people can look up you know, the reviews and they'll be like, okay, this is, this is bull. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. It, that's actually something like, culturally I've noticed the, the、yeah. thing about eating. I've never seen a Japanese person eat it, something, and then be like, oh, that was not, not good. It's just always like, u m a i That's true. That, that's totally, dude. And they also wait a second, like, oh. Like, yeah, yeah, they're like, yeah. Like, they're shocked. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's just like some like cup noodles or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw the stuff where they're like eating shoes and like if it's chocolate or not. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if they're saying they, they eat like、that. a real shoe. They're like, oh my. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing with Japan is going back to the sensitive stuff, and Matsumoto san has talked about this numerous times. Before Twitter, I mean, you, people could call into these companies and complain, but when Japan was in, like, in its bubble or getting out of its bubble, they spent、right. like a million dollars or whatever on some random TV show, and it was probably offensive to a lot of people, but it was extremely entertaining. Like the stuff we watched like, on YouTube, the stuff that made me interested in Japan was stuff that was going on at that time. So then when I got to Japan, I was like, wait, now TV is not like this at all. And it's because They actually listen to the people complaining, as where I feel like I'm not sure, but America probably listen as well. But they probably don't like if there's one complaint about something, they won't change the TV show just because one person said that. But here they will. Yeah, it seemed, it seemed like、uh, there was a lot of t- like、uh, content before that was like just rated R or something. Oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, like, they showed like naked girls in, on TV shows. Yeah, because like when I was、uh, like really, I grew in Taiwan and when I was like little and I traveled to Japan, like anytime we watched TV, it would be like, Really weird stuff. Oh, yeah. But then, totally when I studied abroad,、stuff. it was like all quiz shows. But the other thing is that you have to take into account is that Japan has such a shrinking population that they that basically TV has to target the people that are alive, and there's a lot of old people alive, and now they're <laughs>、right. not interested in that stuff anymore. <laughs> you know? So, right. You know, we, we kind of grew up in a culture where it's like niche channels, like you get like a thousand channels or whatever, or 40 channels, and here it's these same eight channels. and It brings everybody together, it connects the country, you know. You know what else connects the country and the world? It is the one and only Korekara message. And Nick, I know this is something that you've been working on for a long time since way before you went to Japan, when you were in Oakland, all the way to when you're in Japan through the Manzai school, comedy school, learning the language. And now, even with all the chads going on, you knew、oh, this is the top priority right here the Korekara message. So, Out of everything you have been developing, this one piece of knowledge towards the Korekara listeners in native Japanese, by the way, in native Japanese, I'm here to put you on the spot, Nick. Let's hear what you got. I mean, I'm going to be a little bit of 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 a little bit アニメとか映画とか自分の好きなものを見て日本語を勉強してください。はい
Hey guys, thanks for breaking it in the podcast. Comment down below if Nick shocked you with his native Japanese. But you now you already know what time it is, guys. Time for to shout out our patrons: Cedric, Rory, Faraz, Kevin, Alan, Darren, Drew, Jack, Joey, Kei, Shani, Meredith, MKS, Second Polar, Suzu, Yui, Sad Boy, and Brit vs. Japan.